Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Key to Success podcast, where I'm your host, Terrell Key. And uh, there's a lot of negative information out there in the world. But to, to, like on my podcast, we're going to talk about positivity, inspiration, creativity and ideas um, and really about just like life in general. So nothing but positive things here. And I can't uh, have a better guest uh, here today than uh, Mr. Brad Edwards. He has been an inspiration for men all over. Uh, not just the St. Louis metro area, but all over the country. He's been advocating for uh, for men and mental health uh, and also advocating for black fathers. Um, such an incredible person that's been doing tons of great work all over the country. So I'm so very happy and fortunate to have him. So, hey, Brad, how are you doing, man? It's glad to, glad to have you on the pod. Hey, man, that, that, that might be one of the uh, the best introductions I, I've been given to date, man. So I appreciate appreciate you for putting that smile on my face uh, on this gloomy, rainy day, man. But now, nah, man, I'm doing good, man. Uh, everything is is moving, progressing, it's going to be progressing and, um, and, and and just good, man. So I, I can't complain, man. I'm happy to be here, bro. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see what you've been doing, man. And it's been nothing but good energy since I've met, I've met you. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to be here, man. Yeah, man. You know, and, and like the, the thing, like for this thing, man, like you educate people like in ways that like outside of the classroom, like in education, we talk a lot about um, being lifelong learners. And that's something that you've been able to kind of instill in a, a lot of adults, like with the book club and like the book study, like the uh, books and bourbon and all those different things. So like you are all of these major projects. Can you tell us a little bit about what you got going on right now? Yeah, man. So, um, through Dear Fathers, uh, you spoke kind of to uh, a, few, a few of the co- components of that, man. We uh, we had a straight mental, which uh, that's how we we, we met, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you came on to be one of our uh, guest uh, therapists on that. So with, with straight mental, um, you know, we have between 40 to 50 guys from all over the country come on each month, man. And to date, we've had over uh, 700 guys come on. And we, something we really started during the pandemic and wanted to give men, black men especially, a, a safe space to just come together and have that, that initial um, experience of what mental health therapy looks like and what talking to a counselor looks like, man. So that's been one of our biggest uh, things that we've been doing there. Uh, we had our Books and Bourbon uh, book club, like you mentioned, man. I, I believe this month we are on the way of the, the, way of the superior man. Mm. Um so, you know, it's just, man, we're really trying to do things that can heal, strengthen, and inspire the mm-hmm. Black man. You know, it's really no, it's no roadmap to what being a Black man looks like. And it's crazy. We have some guys that come on. They're like, man, when I became a father, I had to Google, literally Google, what is a father? You yeah. know what I mean? So I think man, really, you know, trying to add these, these resources and these tools to give guys um, you know, as much of a blueprint, if you will, um, on, on what that looks like. And what's so incredible is like, man, people are really like tapping in, like they have 700 people that just really want to learn or like the turnout for the book club. I think the one that I went to or the book study, the books in bourbon, I think it was over 30 something people in there like that have all read a book. Like it just, it shows like the importance and like the thirst that people have for learning. And then on top of it, um, just like, no one's really talking about black fatherhood like in a positive way. Like you always see like the negativity on the news and uh, also like uh, like the stick, like the stigma of like going to mental health, like within the black community, especially with men. Man, it's just really incredible that you're doing all of this work to kind of like 
to inform people and like to heal and inspire, man. Like it's, it's truly powerful stuff. And you, you've been getting noticed all over like the country too. I've been seeing you on like different TV shows and all kinds of things, man. So it's really, really blowing up, really blowing up. Um, so like, can I ask you like, what are your whys? Like what motivates you to go out and do all of this incredible work? Man, um, so something you said just kind of um, resonated with me, man. And that's, you know, what we're doing is giving want to come and talk about mental health. People want to feed their, their intellect and, and get into some of these different books. They just may not have had the opportunity or the spaces to do so. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's really kind of one of those uh, feel the dreams deals. Uh, you know, if you build it, they will come, you right? Mm-hmm. So that's what we've learned in this, man. So, you know, when we get to the whys, um, it's simply, man, like, it's really just been kind of, you know, sitting back and, and watching the landscape of, of, of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, mental health has been something that has been talked about more frequently amongst African-Americans and especially African-American men when in, in times before it was so taboo and so, you know what I'm saying, kind of frowned upon to admit that you had issues that you needed to discuss. Um, when we look at the, the literary sense, man, guys are really just kind of, you know, seeking um, more knowledge and, you know, kind of want to better themselves, man. So, you know, we, we want to give the people what they, what they want, what they're longing for. Um, and I think that we've been able to do it in such a way that it makes it seem, it makes it appear cool, right? So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If this is kind of what, you know what I mean? It, it, the cool kids are doing, then it, it must not be anything wrong with it, man. So, um, it's just, none of this happened on purpose. You know what I'm saying? I'll say that. I, I think that's the important thing to say. Like, it's been something that we've been trying. We tried one time and it was so successful. We got such good feedback. Oh, okay, let's build upon that. But I think that's, just, again, a testament to, what we think the black man is, he isn't. He's way more complex than that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because if, if it was not for the demand, we wouldn't be supplying it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, like, how did you go? Because, like, really, like, you know, like, you and, like, you know, like, the team around you, like, you guys are really, like, great leaders. Like, how have you grown? Like, so, say, like, since your 20s to now, most people are still kind of in the same spot. You know what I mean? Like, they'll go on social media and they'll complain about it like about a problem, but y'all actually are going out trying to fix and address issues. So like, how did you grow into this man that you are now? Man, be honest with you, man. Um, I've always kind of been in a leadership position in my social settings. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, it looked different, right? So in my teens and twenties, I was throwing parties. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was known for that. I would have, you know, when I would put stuff together, people wanted to come, people always wanted to kind of gravitate and be around me. Um, so mm-hmm. like, you know, when it came to community stuff, like, you know, one summer I'm sitting with my home where I'm watching the news, like, oh man, it's people out here dying from heat exhaustion because we got this heat wave going on. And literally, again, on Twitter, posted, hey, you know, we about to get outside any days over 100 degrees with the heat index. We's going to pass out ice cold water to the homeless. Right. Mm. So people knowing like, hey, they always have a good time. Let's go do that. So what I would do is like, we go do the water deal. Then we would go back to my crib or something and then turn up, you know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. drink, chill, kick it or whatever. 
and everything. So everything I did charity wise I always had like a little turn up component afterwards well. to celebrate. So mm-hmm. I, I, exactly, you know what I'm saying. So you know, if you fast forward, man, to 2019, I was I was in a space where I was really trying to figure out where am I going. I was coming to a crossroads of uh, you know I, I'm working, you know I'm just kind of I feel like I was going through the motions. Uh, so. I got serious about, you know, wanting to do the nonprofit stuff on in the more organized sense. Uh, then, you know, I had my daughter on the way. So when I came across Dear Fathers, um, I was really just reposting what I was seeing them doing because I felt like it was so cool and other people needed to see this and understand what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. So when Lamar and Jesse reached out to me about joining the team, it was really just kind of, in a, you know, kind of a passive sense. Um, but since since doing that, man, it's really just catapulted to, to this. But I think that is everyone coming together for that purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was easy to lead, you know, the other guys around us because working with Jesse and Lamar made it that much easier, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, when you have leaders coming together, it just makes it so seamless. Like, that's why I say, like, everything that we're doing, it hasn't been on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's because, you know, we've been coming together, we, we sit down, we, we kind of map these things out after we've just done it and it's been successful. Um, so, man, I, I would say, like, knowing the ability I had to bring people together and to kind of influence others then finding my true purpose, which is now in this mental health space and now, you know, in the developing black men and just helping, you know, black fathers navigate the, 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 the path of being a father. It gave me the ability first. And then he gave me the vision and the passion uh, with coming together with their fathers, man. And now it's, it's something I wake up every day thinking about is something I go to sleep at night, you know what I mean? Looking at what do we have going on in the future. Man, that's really cool. Like I saw something um, a couple of days ago uh, that said, never stop doing something. And maybe you posted, cause you always be posting deep stuff, but never stop doing something that you can't stop thinking about. You know, and that's really cool. Like that you're doing it. Another thing that I, I admire about y'all is that y'all have like a group of leaders and like y'all share, like nobody, is like competing with e- with each other. Like everybody's kind of working together and just sharing the platform and stuff like that. I was talking to um to like Dr. Howard Fields the other day about that too. Like it's it's great how like us as men like we're starting to be able to come together and share and realize that it's enough roles and enough like for everybody, man. Like we could all like support each other and and, and work together because everything kind of ties in. So like has has it kind of been your experience? Like what people just starting to work together now. Yeah, man, I feel like co- collaboration is essential to any any progress, any, mm-hmm. any success. Uh, and it's funny you you mentioned uh, Dr. Fields because I, uh, I, uh, I I listened to, the, to some of the, the snippets from from the episode you did with him, man, and I've looked at and seen some of the things he's been doing over the last year or so, and uh, he, that's a very dynamic brother. We, we, yeah, we haven't yeah. got a chance to meet yet, but you know, 
is something he's a guy that I've taken notes on like, hey, you know, when I got the, the perfect situation, I'm going to reach out to him. For sure. So, you know, I, I think people are doing that a lot more and that's what we have to do. Right. Like if he's doing something great over here in, in, in this this lane, I don't need to, to to try to get into that lane. I just need to figure out how we align our missions so that we can work together. You know what I'm saying? Like it's always about work, work smarter, not harder mm-hmm. and grow your impact and your reach by working with other people that are doing great things as well, man. So I, I feel like right now is the collaborative energy is more than what it's probably been in St. Louis. Cause it's always been kind of a clicker city, yep. but um, you know, due to, the uh social media and you know we got into this real you know huge virtual space because of the pandemic man i think you're gonna see a lot of great movements birth mm-hmm. you know by people working together and, and really growing their reach absolutely i totally agree with you um so just thinking about man like you know just like education in general not just like k through 12 education but like to me i look at education as like k life if that was anything like right now, like if that was one thing that you would change about just education and the way that people think and the way people grow, what would that be? Because I know like you've been doing some work with CBC too, so it could be anything. Ask the question one more time. Man. If, so if, this, okay, this you're fine. Take your time. Take your time. I like, I like this. I'll, 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 <laughs> I want you to think about it. So if you could just snap and change one thing in education right now, what would it be? I guess I would have to say, man, just the, the I guess the process, if you will, when it comes to traditional college. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love the fact that you have more and more programs based upon entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. At the age of 17, when I went, I, when I went to college, I didn't have an idea on what I wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm coming from a CBC, you know what I mean? This is a prestigious, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good academic high school. Um, I always knew that business was my thing, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't say, man, that at 17, we can expect kids to go to school and just have it figured out. You know what I'm saying? For what, mm-hmm. what they want to do and, and focus on for the rest of their life. So I, I guess for me, that was always kind of, you know, something I looked at. Like, man, I don't know what the what the answer is to that. But just expecting 17, 18-year-old kids to go sign up for these loans, for them to go, you know, take these courses and stuff and just have everything figured out, man, that's 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 tough. Unrealistic. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess that's what I would say, man. Just that what, what we what, – the traditional – path we have for kids out of high school for me is just like man I wish we could take a look and see how to kind of you know change that up a little bit I agree um they say most people change their major at least five times while they're in college so I mean like that's for some kid yeah like they could look at you like you probably could spend like ten thousand dollars or you know twenty thousand dollars and then you find out like oh I don't want to do business I want to do teaching you know what I mean like (laughs) bro that's 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 money lost that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot and then you gotta start from scratch you ever seen that episode of martin when he yeah, had to go back man, to scratch so <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and, and that's tough i mean I, I was fortunate man um to where you know my, my path still took me 
to where I'm at. But I have friends that, you know, have, you know, $150,000, $200,000 worth of debt from law school. Mm-hmm. And they don't use their law degrees at all. Don't you know even practice law. Bro, sure. like, that's a lot of people that got into law and then when they actually start practicing realize like oh man this ain't even for me that's it's crazy yeah so um yeah, so you know go ahead i'm sorry no no that's it that, that was that was, uh, that was my last thought no you're good um i was gonna ask you uh man like you always have like new projects coming up and stuff like that so what's what's up next for you man i i think um so we have a couple of things man uh we have a a shop clinic um, that we are looking to start. We were supposed to start it last month. I think we're going to go ahead and postpone it to uh, September though, but looking at um, preemptive health measures that we can help men take, right? Mm. So I was having a conversation with one of, one of my good friends uh, a few weeks ago. I was like, hey, bro, when's the last time we got some blood work done? Mm. He was like, I don't know. I was like, why not? He's like, because I don't want them to tell me something wrong. And I feel like that's such a mind mm-hmm. for a lot of black men because honestly, that was mine. You know what I'm saying? It, it was really a guy on on a story mental call one month. Man, it, it's, it's terrible, bro. It was a guy in May. Yeah, in the May session of straight mental, they were telling his story like dude was super fit, worked out all the time. Literally, the, you know, there, there could nothing, nothing, nothing could be wrong with him because he takes care of himself, eats healthy, all this stuff. Um, so never got the blood work done. And all of a sudden, his doctor was like, hey, I just want to get this done just to, you know, just kind of see. Got it done, man. Turned out dude was had like uh, stage three kidney disease. So I think it was kidney liver. But it was something that was bad, you know, to the point where if he catch it when he caught it, it could have been fatal. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, you know, he was like, hey, man, I was, I'm, I'm going to urge all of you brothers on this call to go get blood work done next month. So my birthday was coming up June 25th. I made an appointment for June 24th. Like, hey, I'm gonna go get this blood work done just because that story just meant so much to me. So we're just looking at, the, at this clinic, man. I like, you know, blood pressure, uh, cholesterol, um, you know, cardiovascular kind of exams. Like we want to take these mobile clinics and go to the barbershops. The, mm-hmm. the one place where we know black men are the most comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Like you talk to your barber about your health, whether physically or mentally, more than you probably talk to an actual physician. You know sure. what I'm saying? So right. we wanted to, man, and my biggest thing is talking to barbers that understand the importance and significance of this so they can be advocates to their clients. So when we come in on a Saturday, if you're getting your hair cut, there's no reason why you should why you should not be getting your blood pressure checked as well. Right. Or if you know that we're coming that week, hey man, pull up. You don't have to worry about, you know, calling, making an appointment. You don't have to worry about no insurance. Come, make sure that you are in a good place because if you're not physically good, you can't take care of your family. You can no longer provide. You can't do a lot of different things, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's a big thing working on, man, that I'm excited about. Um, for me, the barbershop was always uh, a haven. I used to go to the barbershop and just hang out just because. So, you know, I, I already understand how comfortable men feel in this space has been a cornerstone of the community forever. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, man, that we we, we just kind of kicked off, uh, like maybe a couple of days ago, man, we've been getting so many submissions and so many women being thankful on is uh, we have a new uh, storytelling series through Dear Fathers. It's called A Daughter's Memoir. Mm. And what we wanted to do with this, man, is give 
We wanted to give black women the opportunity to speak about their fathers, whether it's good, bad, and different. Um, the more stories that we collect, the more the black woman's voice is, is, is to be heard on our platform. And the more men are able to read these stories and understand how their relationships with their daughters affect them through the rest of their lives. Mm. Um, me being a girl dad, it's important that me and my daughter have the best relationship possible. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my mentors, like, man, I, I watched him, you know, watch his daughter grow up. So, you know, he's shown, he does uh, real estate. So he's shown her how to do all this stuff with her hands in the house, you know, their vacations, he would take her all across, all over the world. You know, now charity is, man, killing it in college, about to graduate college here in a second. And I remember asking him, like, man, like, th this is dope that you do all these trips and you, you taught her all these things, like, you know, kind of what's, what's your inspiration? And he looked at me like only he can. I was like, hey, man, like, you know, at the end of the day, there, my daughter would never need a man because she needs him to do these things for her or he, she needs him to provide his experience. It's because he really completes her in a way that makes sense. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And that's just something that stuck with me. And man, I have some awesome uh, girl dad friends, man, which made me ultimately want to be a, a girl dad. People ask me all the time, like, oh, did you want a boy? Like, no, nah, I wanted a girl because that bond is something just, to me, is, is different. Um, so I'm excited for this, man. We had a, a few women be like, man, I, I cried as mm -hmm. I was completing my my story. And that's been good stories and it's been bad stories. Either way, we want to be able to give people opportunity to get that story off and for other people to see it. And hopefully it's going to impact somebody else. And I, I think with black people us coming from a culture um of our ancestors they were orators great orators right? right so we've always had a way with our words and telling stories and telling our history um and that's what dear father is all about man like no one could tell our story like we can mm -hmm. like, i can't tell what the story of a black woman is i'm not a black woman right but if we're able to give you opportunity to do so hey that's going to be so powerful, man. It's it really so is. Impactful. So, you know, everyone should have an opportunity to tell their, their story. And what's interesting to me is, like, all of these things definitely, like, align. So, like, you got the mental health piece, right? And, like, that kind of aligns with not wanting to hear about, like, the negative news, uh, like, you know, like, health news, right? Like, not even want to go, not want to, and sometimes it's not want to open up that bill or whatever it is, not want to find out the bad news. Why? Because we, we don't have the support when it comes to mental health. Or not wanting to hear from, you know, our daughters and black women and hearing like the neck, like anything negative about us because we don't have the support, like the support our mental health. So like all three of those things kind of tie hand in hand, like being healthy for your family, having good mental, mental health and being able to listen to your daughters. Like I think all of those things tie hand in hand. And I think you're doing really, really incredible work. Um, yeah, I mm -hmm. it. yeah um, question like so. Uh, got two more questions for you. So, um, where can people find you on social media? Man, so my personal page is uh, Reese23, R E A C E Y 23. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, for Dear Fathers, man, you can find us at uh, at Dear.Fathers on Instagram, man, Facebook, Brad M Edwards. Uh, so man, those are those, where I'm at. <laughs> cool all right last question all right so i asked everybody this question so 
you're obviously really successful. You're great at creating programs, systems, infrastructure to support people. Um, like you've done all of these incredible things that tie together, like that ultimately uplift and inspire people. So um, if you were talking to like, say a younger version of you, what would you tell them your keys to success are? I was just thinking about this not too long ago. Uh, I would tell him, I would tell him to stay focused. Mm. Uh, for me, I let, I let too many things distract me. Um, and I always think about, you know, kind of where um, if I didn't have those distractions, but also if I didn't have those distractions and those experiences, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I kind of combat that, man. Oh, but, um, you know, really, I, th- I think the biggest thing for me was when I stopped drinking and I, and I changed up my social settings in 19, I saw the the, the biggest progression of myself that I have ever seen in my life um and that was just really me being focused and using my potential to its max uh mm. so I would literally just tell myself stay focused man and give it 110 percent and watch what happens man I can't thank you enough for those keys to success and, and for everything that you're doing like not only um, you know, really just for all of us, like for me too, like, I mean, like I've, I've learned a lot just even from listening to you today. And I guarantee you that there are people out there that's going to learn a lot from this interview. So I can't thank you enough for everything that you're doing. Um, and, uh, look forward to, uh, to hanging out with you Friday at this game. Yeah, man, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. Somebody texted me yesterday. It was like, Hey man, how much of a chance does CBC have Friday? Um, I don't know, man. It's some dogs man. Over East there. St. Louis ain't no on joke on this year, man. Thing. Like, they're playing IMG and all kinds of other things. So. <laughs> but no, right. it's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. But it's going to be a good time, man, for sure. Mm-hmm.